Snipes Return is a tabletop role-playing game interviews and actual play podcast. We interview content creators, Twitch streamers, and fellow podcasters, and we put out our own actual play using a variety of different systems. So come and join us, come and have a listen. You can find us on Twitter at ReturnSnyder. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, or check out our website at www.snipesreturn.squarespace.com. Hello, Tomies. The DM Dave here. Just some quick announcements before we get into our episode. Our first announcement is that we're going to be at SaltCon. SaltCon is a little gaming convention here in Utah, and it is being held on March the 2nd through the 5th of 2023. We're going to be there. We're going to have our own little table, so come visit us, and we'll have some merch there as well for you guys to purchase. I will also be running some games there, so if you guys are new to D&D and want to learn how, I will specialize in how to teach people how to play. Or if you just want to sit down and play with me, you're more than welcome to come as well. I will also be participating in a panel with some other podcasters here in Utah, so that'll be a fun thing for you guys to join as well. For more details about what's going to happen in SaltCon, Keep listening to our Solemns column. There we'll be dropping more information as we receive it and as things get planned out. The second announcement that I have for you is that we have a mailbag coming up. Submissions are coming in now and they'll be received all the way up to January 31st. That'll be the last day we receive it. That's the cutoff date. How do you submit a question you ask? Well, there's many different ways. Through Twitter, you can ask us through Instagram or on our Facebook fan page. But the best way that you guys can submit a question is through our email, and that is chaosbardpod at gmail.com. That's the best way that we can categorize it and get it on the list so we can answer them. What questions can you ask exactly? And you can ask questions about the story, you can ask questions about our characters, or just ask us questions about us, you know, as the individual peoples that play. All questions are open, and make sure that your questions are family-friendly. Well, that's all the announcements that I had, so let's get to the episode. You are listening to Tomes of the Chaos Bard. Welcome, Tomies, to Tomes of the Chaos Bard. I am DM Dave, and to the left we have... Henley, Boudreaux, Garoth and Lila, Roscoe, and Fenrir. And today's recap is by Henley. What happened last time? First things first, Boudreaux threw mud on me, which was not surprising, but very childish. And (laughs) we found some bags to gather food in, and... Roscoe found a trunk full of clothes, and he gave them to Joanna, and then Fenrir called us, called Boudreaux over, and Uncle Popcorn died, and then we left and gave him a ceremony of sorts to give him back to nature, and then we went, we followed Silenor back to Ivan and discussed plans and 
half of him and his party are going to find Posh with Janky, and we're going into the caves with Herla and Keth. And yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. If you are on our Ko-Fi and you listen to our our post show, um, during last post show, we talked about Roscoe's good persuasion skills. <laughs> and I decided to give him a inspiration for his way that he talked with Juna. So he has an inspiration die. Okay. We, Ivan has packed up and they are heading out. And so now you have Keth and Herla that joined your group. Okay. You guys ready to go on a little hike? See, si, senor. What time of day is it? By this time of day, we'll say it's probably about two, three o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. I would like to cast Druidcraft again. Okay. And this time, um, I. Spell time. I create a harmless sensory effect that predicts the weather will be at our location for the next 24 hours. And it can manifest as a golden orb for clear skies, cloud for rain, that just snowflakes for snow, something like that. So and so it stays around for 24 hours. It, it gives us the weather for the next 24 hours, but the effect, like the little orb only is there for one round or like one action so only for a little while so you're looking at this orb and it seems to be bright yellow kind of clear skies but it also has kind of a small shade of gray in it okay so possible cloud cover or maybe a little bit of rain correct okay well it looks i didn't know that could do that that's pretty cool Yeah, that's why I like that cantrip. <laughs> a cantrip that has multiple utilities for it. Uh-huh. Those are the best spells, I think. Yes, that they has are. multiple ways to, my to use it. This first day, you're kind of getting your bearings, right? You're getting the idea of what direction to go, and so you guys head off. There's a lot of, right now, it's pretty steep climbing. Not a lot of uh, rocks right now, kind of just hiking in normal mountains with sagebrush and a few patches of trees. And it gets to nighttime. Nighttime passes fairly well. No issues. Travel for this time. How I'm going to do this is I want you all to roll me on the athletics. And for how well the travel was today is going to be the average of everybody's rolls to see how well travel was this day. Player rolled an unnatural 20. I got a modded 20. I got a 12. Lila? I got a 15. Roscoe, you said you had a modded 20? C. Fenrir? 14. Good rolls there. Today was kind of a normal travel. Herla kind of struggled with the traveling with her little legs. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, she kind of struggled with the traveling that day, so it was everybody else's pace was really good. Just Herla's wasn't that great. Um, can I be, because of my wanderer feet, be gathering food? Yes. Okay. Is Boudreau doing the same? No. And I'm okay. trying to get extra. Okay, I'll have you roll for extra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make me a survival check. 
That's a 17. Okay. You're able to find enough for two days. Okay. Is there any way that, like, Fenrir can help with that? I don't have much, I don't have any ability for it, but something like I can like look out for, or is that going to be primarily her job? I would give her advantage on that for you helping her, because she could explain what you're exactly looking for so you can help gather some stuff. So you could just give her advantage with what, what that would amount to be. Okay. As that day is on, I'm watching, like, I'm observing the group, and I'm seeing Henley applies this first day. And so that night, I'm going to ask her about what, what is she doing, like, with supplies and how I can help. And Okay, so kind of the next day being yeah, able to help Yeah, the next her. day I'll be able to help, because that evening she can kind of explain to me what I'm looking for. Perfect. I'm fine with that. So I'm looking for these trees and the leaves she, like takes a stick in the dirt and like the leaves look like this and sometimes on trees leaves that look like th- with this leaf have mushrooms on the s- the cool side and also um if you look a lot of areas with these kind of trees and she draws this leaf have berry bushes under them or nearby okay and this one has a lot of nuts and seeds. And she draws another leaf. Okay, he's like nodding his head and he's like, <laughs> they all kind of look the same, but <laughs> okay. And then Just, he'll ask, when you find one, can you pull that leaf for me? Yeah. Sweet. Perfect. So it is getting nighttime now. The day's kind of been exhausting. Um, still not a lot of too much climbing. But as you guys are kind of comparing the maps that uh, Swindell gave you and the map of the area, you can tell that upcoming is going to be a lot of cliffs and sheer drops coming up. It's starting to get really difficult terrain, which slows down your movement as well. Okay, it is nighttime. Is there a watch being set up? What is the camping situation? I'll probably take first watch. Okay. Henley will take second. Pudra goes to sleep. Oh, <laughs> I can take the last two. Okay. Hurla that night, um, as you guys, you guys make it a campfire at all? Or kind of just setting up? No, just setting up. Okay. Yeah. We don't want to, um, we're in the middle of wooded area. Only you slash can prevent cliffs. forest fires. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't want to draw attention to ourselves with a flame. That night before the sun starts going down, you see Herla. She seems to be cleaning her weapons. She has like two little small hand crossbows that have weird different uh, gears and stuff. It seems to be like a tube that sits on top of each each hand crossbow. And she, you see her taking it apart, making sure everything's working, cleaning, shoots some of them, and you notice that she shoots them into a tree to kind of make sure they're working right. They seem to have a, a rapid-fire type set to them. Henley's so she can shoot like two or that. three bolts in a matter of seconds. Her, Henley goes to Herla. That was really amazing. How accurate is your um, rapid fire? Well, the closest you you are to things, the better. Yeah. They don't have a great range on them, but 
I'm what's, working what's on it. What's their range? They range from about 20 feet to 60 feet as of right now. Oh. But I'm I'm working on something. Tell me. You see her kind of like roll her eyes. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just trying to get a little more power behind it to get it to shoot farther and impact better. It's like most crossbows, they have a, a lot of damage, but it's close range. But with these guys trying to figure out how to give it a little more distance without being into anything dangerous. Like, hmm, like, for how small they are, I'm not sure how you could really make the distance better. Like I said, it's a process. I'm figuring it out. Do you have different kinds of bolts? No. But the more bolts I can sling into something, the more damage I can do. Can I roll to read body language between the two of them? Yeah. Go ahead. Roll an insight check. It's a 19. Okay. You can tell Hurla's, like, not interested in talking. She's just explaining things just to try, more of trying to get her to leave, Henley to leave her alone. I think eventually Henley picks up what she's putting down and mm-hmm. just, like, walks away. Okay, as you walk away, you hear three more bolts. So those, so Roscoe's doing first watch, and Hurley's going to do first watch with you as well. Cool. Go ahead and roll me a perception check. This is a 16. Okay. There seems to be um, the wind slowly picking up a little bit, and you f- you feel a slight chill in the air. However, it you hear certain sounds, but you can't tell if it's like animals moving around or the wind. But nothing seems to be out of the nothing ordinary. Nothing out of place, just a little... Correct. Okay. Yeah. And who had the next... Henley had the second watch. Okay. Go ahead and roll me another perception check. Then Fenrir had the last two. That's a 12. Okay. Kind of the same mm. thing Roscoe heard. You know, the wind's picking up a little... You get some strong gusts every now and then. Mm. But really nothing out of the ordinary. Fenrir. Uh, my first one was 15. Okay. Second one was 22. Okay. On your 22, it's starting to become morning, right? The sun's starting to come over the mountain. And with your elven eyes, there's a ridge up towards the direction that you guys are kind of off to the north, because you guys are kind of heading northeast right now, kind of in a diagonal towards towards the mines. And much more north, you see on one of the ridges, it's hard, you can't tell what, but there seems to be two or three creatures up there that are moving around. Kind of, you can kind of see their silhouette moving as the sun rises, moving mm-hmm. back and forth. Okay, and I have no indication of what it is. It's just too far. I can just see their shadows, correct? You just know there's something moving up there. Okay. I'm and eventually kinda... they disappear. Okay. I'm going to kind of watch that area, and I'll tell the group when they wake up. Or as people start to wake up, I will let them know that there is something, like... Hey, we're we're getting we may be getting close. 
And I also want to kind of look at the map to see if I can see, is there like a cave or something there on that map that would indicate kind of who that is? Is it, mm. is it there people watching for people or? Yeah. The map doesn't give any indications on like, here's a cave and here's a cave. Like the, there is some bigger caves that there, there are marked, but they really don't give any indication what could be there. But up that direction doesn't seem to be any kind of, on the map anyways, indication of a cave. You guys are heading towards, you can see where the mines are located and stuff. And there's a few more spots that you, the person who designed this map originally, they were guessing that some mines, other locations of mines were there that are indicated as caves, you know. But other than that, no indication up that way. He's going to take that map and draw. He's going to draw that there were people. Okay. Like maybe little stick figures or something. Make make a note. Make a note that on here, here's where people were starting to come out, just to remember. Okay. And you said as we wake up, you're going to relay the information? Yes. Okay. So how familiar am I I with this area since I've been up to the mines several times? You would know you guys had issues with gnolls up there. Okay. Um, there has been rumors, though you guys never ran into any. There's been rumors of possibly trolls up in this region, uh, ogres in the in the canyons as well. Um, the, really, that's it. You guys never ran into those issues, okay. but the canyons are large, right? And so there's been those kind of creatures. So when you when Fenrir mentions that he saw something up there mm-hmm. i'm gonna mention i'm gonna say that to him like okay. just pass on the information okay any other discussions before we head out and is sorry is that the general direction that we're heading so you're heading northeast they were more directly north okay okay you guys get ready to pack on i need athletics checks please how many sir just one. Roger. This will kind of total your day throughout the rests and everything. Ooh, ooh. Okay, Henley, what did you get? 22. Nice. 11. 11 Fuboudro. 11. <laughs> <laughs> For Lila Garatha, okay. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and use my inspiration. <laughs> Okay. Because it wasn't bad enough to use my luck, but it definitely wasn't good. <laughs> okay. Okay, now I'm going to use my luck. I've used out the luck on the, the digital dice, so we're going to move to a real dice. Okay. <laughs> okay, which one is it? That is a unnatural 20. <laughs> okay, that's that's better. Fenrir. 11. Okay. <laughs> Everybody else is sore from the day's travel. <laughs> yeah, everybody's a little sore, but um, you're still keeping good pace. There's still a good pace going on. However, during out this day, there seems to be really, really dark clouds coming in. You can feel the gusts of wind. You can feel the chill in the air. And as you guys look in the directions of things you see some really dark clouds coming in. Um, just for kicks, Henley 
casts Druidcraft just to confirm. Yep. And your little orb thing? Dark. And wet? Really gray. It'd probably be dripping water off of it. I, I, I like that imagery. You can just tell it's going to be nasty. Um, Henley will then say, probably should try and find some shelter and get up where it's not sloping as much so we don't get caught in the potential down. Yeah, (laughs) the rain and potential really bad rain to drag us like into the canyon. Can I roll to see? I mean, so we're late afternoon, right? It's about three or four o'clock. Okay. Can I, because I'm kind of familiar with this area as well, because I've been up not as many times, but I've been up once or twice. Can I roll to see kind of what I see or if they can remember like, you know, an overhang or Mm -hmm. a cave or something nearby? Yeah. I'm going to have everybody roll a survival check to kind of give a nature check, actually. Does this do anything hey, with can our... we go back to survival, please? Let's do both. I can survival. see an argument for both of these, for okay. nature and survival. My also, I'm going to roll for rations that day, too. Okay. Uh, and add advantage, because Fender mentioned earlier that he was going to help you look for rations. Okay. okay, so first I'll get Henley's ration thing, and then I'll get a nature or, what did I say, survival check from everybody else. I want to um, let Keth know kind of what we're planning on doing, just so he's in the know. Okay, perfect. Keth, we're rolling a bunch of dice. <laughs> make sure, you, make sure you roll it. So, are we in a forest? What sort of terrain are we in? The terrain is getting more into like the the Grand Canyon kind of terrain. Okay. You're getting into those big rock so cliffs. Deserty. Deserty. Okay, because my favorite terrain. There's is... still train. There's still trees and stuff. But yes. My favorite terrain is forest, and I naturally get twice as much food when I'm foraging. I wouldn't consider this forest. Okay. But I got a modded 20 for my foraging. So, Boudreaux, are you foraging at all? Nope. Okay. So, yeah, Henley, you were able to find three days worth, but one of those is being used to feed people today. Mm -hmm. So, you got two extra plus the one extra from the other day. Yep. All right, now we'll get those survival slash nature checks. Did I get an advantage because I'm two people? Because you're two people? No. <laughs> <laughs> two people, but only one set of eyes. Hang on. <laughs> do I get disadvantage because I'm two people? <laughs> no. <laughs> I won't do that to you. Okay, Henley. Seven. Seven, okay. 21. Okay. 19. 19. 16. 13. Okay. I was tired from foraging all day. <laughs> the hiking and stuff like that, yeah. You didn't sleep very well. Looking at that rainy globe really wore you out, man. Yeah. <laughs> Super discouraging. It made you sad. Oh, not rain again. Flashbacks. Those <laughs> flashbacks. Because last no time. No more bugs. <laughs> He's I... coming for me. Run, Henry, run. As a group effort, you're able to find... A couple locations that you can that you can possibly choose. There seems to be one that's just like a just a large overhang 
of stuff not very enclosed but it could possibly keep you out of the rain depending on how the rain hits um there's one that from this distance it seems to go in deep but it's a narrow entrance you don't know how deep it is but you can tell by the sunlight hitting it and stuff it could go in though the entrance is narrow there's another one that it seems pretty open but again don't know how deep it'll be so there's your three options what looks like it's gonna house our orc friend the best probably the big open one that's the one I'm gonna suggest okay yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. sign up for that one so you guys head that direction you guys get down that takes you about two hours to get to that location and during those two hours you can that storm's rolling in fast and you can feel that chill that cold wind nipping at you and you can feel the slight raindrops starting to pick up and you hear the low rumbling of thunder in the distance you guys make it to the cave roll me some investigation checks as you guys get closer to this cave are we investigating the cave yeah so just yeah and this is as you guys are entering the cave the rain's starting to come down and you guys are entering in the cave is dark before a heavy penley casts dancing lights okay okay i would like those investigation checks please henley 13 12 okay 21 8 7 okay you guys walk in there and, you know, you're worried about the storm outside. You guys start getting settled in there. However, you guys notice, as you guys are walking around investigating, you notice that there's a lot of bones in this cavern. There seem to be kind of smallish animals, bones, and some kind of older carcasses. Seems like the further in you go, kind of the more fresher that they are. Can we investigate the bones to find out what animals, like, they are? Yeah, I'll have you roll a... Survival? Probably survival check on that one. Do I get anything for my 21 while the rest of them are low? So as they're doing that, you, Lila, start to hear kind of rocks fall. And you hear, you see the rocks fall, and it seems like there's an upper ledge above, and you see a couple rocks fall off of that. I want to look there. What do my eyes see? Shadows. There's not a lot of light up there. I think Boudreaux is going to put his back against the wall. Okay. That's it. <laughs> I imagine I'm trying to study the carcasses in the, in like the front to the middle of the cave, just trying to figure out what animal it is. So I want to be, like, looking up where the rocks fell and say, Fenrir, come here. Okay, Henley, what did you roll? Twelve. Okay. They seem to be more of an animal gnawing on bones. That's what it kind of reminds you of. The bones. Mm-hmm. That deer, um, rabbits, those kind of animals. More prey-like animals. Okay. I will go over to Lila Grotha and be like, yes? I'm gonna 
just nod my head up to where I'm looking and say something's up there. Rocks are falling. Okay, I will look that way and then I will to see if I see anything. Mm -hmm. If I don't see anything, I'm going to close my eyes and try to listen with my ears and see if what I hear about just is how many creatures are up there, like what, how loud are they being. I'll have you roll a perception. If you're going to do, and I'll let Lila Grotha roll one as well, because you're paying attention up there. If you're going to go more hearing there, Fenrir, if you're going to close your eyes and hear something, I'm going to have you roll at disadvantage because of the noise outside. Okay. But if you're going to go for more vision, it'll just be a normal roll. So I know there's not a lot. I can see that there's not a lot of light. Correct. Right, and it's getting dark and dark, so mm -hmm. I'm probably going to do more hearing, knowing I'm probably not going to be able to see much if it's up above me. Okay, I'll let you do a disadvantage. You said that was an investigation or perception? Perception. Eight. Yeah, you're not able to really hear anything besides the noise outside. Lila. It's an unnatural 20. Okay. As you're looking up there, and Henley's kind of orbs are kind of moving around every now and then, mm -hmm. you notice that one of them go and you just see kind of that glare of eyes. You know, when you shine a light in the dark and sometimes you can catch an animal's eyes and they get that little green shine, that yellow mm -hmm. shine. That's what you see. So how far back are they in the cave? So that, that ledge is probably about 30 feet back there. Mm-hmm. And that's all you saw was those glint of the eyes. How far back are my party members from this creature? So Henley... Didn't go I in very far. Didn't go in very far. I figured that you guys would have gone in farther. Mm -hmm. So you guys would be the closest to it, and you guys are about 30 feet from it. Okay, so I'm going to say, Henley, hmm. put one of your lights up here. I then move one of my lights over to where... Lila Garatha is pointing. Okay. As your lights, your light goes up there, you see this creature just suddenly start scurrying. They're quick, and you just catch it, and you see this creature... Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Panicked. Okay. Roll the one. Yes! This creature falls off the ledge, and you just hear... A very nasty snap. And you hear this creature just scream out in pain. And you notice that it's a female voice. And it's starting to like try and crawl away. Can we see what it is now? As you get closer, you can start seeing it is it's hairy. It's a bi bipedal kind of creature. You notice that as you guys get closer, the feet and its hands are pawed, its ears are rounded, and you can hear kind of grunts and moans of that are bear-like. Bear-like? Bear-like. From the creature on the ground? That's trying to get away, yep. And it's relatively small? It's probably about five-ish feet tall, but furry and kind of on the heavier set side, but it seemed very, very quick when you guys noticed that it ran up and it fell. Um, by this time, I don't know that I will be have moved right up next to him, but I will have my... Everybody's aware of what's going on. My glaive yeah, yeah. out at full. Yeah, Perla's got her things out. 
Keth got has his mall out. Does it seem like it's a sentient, like it's like more animalistic or like? As of right now, it seems very survival mode. It's trying to get away from you guys. Welcome to Tomes of the Chaos Bard mid-show break. I'm your host, Rupert Bumpkin, from the Rocky Talkie Gnome Radio Network. First item of business is the five-star reviews. Remember that Solemn will give you a shout-out and read your review on Solemn's column. Then he will review your review. It's great fun! Second is the Ko-Fi. This is our Patreon merchandise store. You can purchase keychains, coloring pages, and MP3s of our song. You can also commission to feed the cast, or write a letter to Dear Boudreaux. If you are interested in becoming a patron, there are three tiers, each with varying rewards, including a full post-show, DM Dave's deep dives, and coloring activity book with exclusive art. Go to ko-fi.com slash tomes of the chaos bard. That is ko-fi, K-O-F-I dot com forward slash tomes of the chaos bard. And help us grow. And last but not least, the biggest way you can help us is share us with your friends and family. That is all, folks. Back to the show. It's kind of hard to tell if it's animalistic or sentient of any kind. Speaking any language or anything? It's You can tell it's hurt, so it's giving those kind of noises and moans. But it's trying to get away. It's trying to, like, How you can tell that. How fast is it getting away? It's hurt pretty good. But it's starting to get on its feet and starting to get away. You can tell that its arm is its arm is really injured. But you see her look back. I just want to put my hands up and be like, like I'm mm-hmm. not, because I don't know if it's sentient or not, right. but I'm going to err on the side that it might be. And I'm about just willingly killing something that could be sentient if I don't mm-hmm. know what it is first. So I'm just going to put my hands up like, you know, we're not here to hurt, we're your friends type of situation. Mm-hmm. And then assess from there. Okay. I'll have people roll me a perception check. I'm not sure I quite in there. It did. It was going to come in from the entrance, right? So no, it was deeper into the cave, and it was sitting on a ledge. Okay. And it fell off that ledge, and so now it's moving deeper into the cave. Into the cave. Okay. Correct. <sighs> Henley. Seven. Okay. Nine. Okay. Lila. Uh, I have a natural 20, so it's 25. Nice. Okay. Seven. 14. 14. Okay. 14. You can kind of see this. But Lila Garatha, as it turns around, you remember back in uh, Willow's cave Mm -hmm. where there was at, and you've seen some of the monsters there. One of the monsters kind one of the creatures there, the were-creatures, looked had very similar features as this creature so you could probably assume that it might it is a were creature that's a were creature fenrir you kind of see that it's kind of looks like a bear but at the same time it looks pretty humanoid but you're not quite not necessarily putting two to two together so as i am recalling this Mm -hmm. i'm gonna grab my whip okay and just bring it out because I'm assuming that it's probably too far gone to really 
it's making its way. Like I said, it seemed very injured, especially its arm is kind of hanging to, to its side. Okay. Um, it seems like maybe something went is wrong with its leg as well. So it's trying to get away. Doesn't seem, it seems scared okay. and is going deeper into the cave. And you hear Kath being like, do we attack? Can, can we see how deep the cave is? I mean, like, is it a pretty shallow cave or is it like this creature could disappear around a corner and we don't know how far it goes? As of right now, because of the lack of light, it's starting to get out of light range. You don't know how deep it is. Uh, I'm going to tell Kath to hold off. It's pretty injured for now. But be aware. Okay. I'm going to follow it. Okay. In the dark? I'm going to take out my crossbow and shoot it. Okay. Thank you. Because <laughs> it's, it's like, I recognize it's a bear-like creature. Mm-hmm. Right. It's hurt. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's were-creature or not. But it looks like a some form of bear-like creature. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's a were-creature at this point. And I really wish I wouldn't have given away my dagger. <laughs> but I want to take out my crossbow. And... Me too. <laughs> okay, roll an attack. And, fin- and Roscoe, uh, how were you going to follow it? So I will have pulled out a torch. I've got the torch in my offhand. I've got my, my glaive in my main hand ready to... You know, at any point, if that creature comes at me, that torch is going down so that I can. Okay. Fenrir. Seven. Okay, you miss. You go because of the darkness. You do have uh, dark vision, but it's, it seems to not do it. Okay, Roscoe, how fast are you following this thing? Um, like, is it like running? Is it kind of limping? Is it? Like if I were to go full movement speed right now, could I could I overtake it or? You would assume so, yes. Okay, so I I think just having seen because having encountered the were creatures as well, mm-hmm. I would assume that that's probably what we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a were creature though. Well, I mean I've seen them and I fought them, so I don't know, but I can assume. It seems to be a threat. I mean, you walk into this cave, right. this happens. Yeah. Could possibly be a threat. So regardless. Regardless of, I mean, what it is, I think I'm going to try and, and follow it up and just attack it. So as of right now, it is probably about, when it fell off the ledge, it was about 40 feet. Okay. Now it's probably about 70 feet. So you would probably have to dash to keep an eye on it. Okay. So yeah, I'm going to dash then, and then I will just get, you know, I've still got that torch in my hand and stuff, so I'll get as close. And so what is my proximity at this point? Okay. So as you're chasing it, you seem to be catching up to it. But as you go, it goes from kind of a small limp, you know, because it, it was injured. And now it seems to be like it starts picking up pace. The limp disappears. Ooh. And you kind of see the arm that once was dangling is not dangling anymore. It seems to be starting to get more function as it goes deeper. And you see it take a veer to the right and you see in front of you that it just, there's a rock wall and you get close and it just darts off into the darkness to the right. Okay. I will relay said information to team that it is, um, I think, healing itself, guys. As he starts to dash, I would dash. I would, you would speed 35. Okay. You see the same thing happen. 
where it was slow to get up, not slow, slow to get up, but it struggled to get up. It was limping away, arm dangling. But the farther it got, the more mobile it got. What's going on? What's Boudreaux's reaction right now? Well, question. Boudreaux has no idea it's a were creature in any way. No, you were, I imagine that you stayed close to the entrance. Yeah. Probably about 10 feet in. Yeah. You heard the commotion of it following, falling. I don't know if you'd necessarily tell, be able to tell what it was. But then you see Roscoe dart off. You see Venmer shoot at it. And then he darted off. Ugh, I'll go in And deeper. you see the Roscoe's torch yeah. down probably about 70, 80 feet down into the cave. What going on? And, and he'll go deeper. I would like to know that as well. What is going on? Whatever this thing is, is um, I think regenerating, healing. It's no longer limping or broken and moving fast and looks scary. Oh my gosh, you guys, it's one of those weird creatures. Well, kill it? <laughs> well, I, th- I think that's probably going to be our best option because we're already in here and it knows we're here and it's going to eat us in the middle of the night if we don't. Uh, uh, okay, and he runs forward. I guess he dashes forward. He wants to go see. Okay. Keth has his maul out. Perla has her her crossbows out. And you, you see Keth, he's focused. He's in the moment. Perla, kind of see a, a sly grin on her face. <laughs> kind of like a, oh yeah, let's do this. <laughs> you see her like checking her ammo and she's getting ready. I look at him and I say, all right guys, let's go. Okay, you have your dancing lights out, Henley. Mm-hmm. Roscoe has a torch. Is there any more light that's going to be brought? I want to get 25 feet in, and I want to shove one of my lighted sticks down into the ground. Mm-hmm. I'll have everybody roll me kind of initiative order so we can have an idea on how we're going to take actions. Henley. Eight. <laughs> Thirteen. Thirteen for Boudreaux. Lila? 17. 19. Okay. 16. For Fenrir. I gotta go for the other two. Okay. Roscoe, you are up first. You're leading the charge. Okay. You're standing in the entranceway to where the creature went. Well, I mean, so what do I currently see with my torch? As of right now, there's seems to be kind of going into a narrow crevice. How far to the entrance? Like, yeah, I'm going to enter. Go for it. YOLO. You're you're about five feet from entering into okay, where it yeah. went. I'm going to step, I want to step just kind of through the threshold okay. right now and see what's there, but I was like in and to the right so that I'm not blocking the door. <laughs> okay. So the crevice that it kind of snuck into, it's about 10 feet tall really narrow at top and then it comes down to about six feet and it gets about two feet wide and the lower it gets the wider it gets at the very bottom it's probably about four feet wide okay so you're able to hug the right side of the wall and you're kind of inching your way down there i'm guessing yeah okay you see that it seems to be about 10 feet deep 
Okay. The same kind of feel to it. How far in do you want to go? Well, I mean, so can I see the creature at this point? No. Okay, then I'm just going to keep okay. casually scrolling forward. Okay. Then we go to Lila Gratha. I'm just going to dash, and I've got my um, whip out still. Perfect. Ready. Okay. We'll say you get up to, since we had said that you guys were all heading up there, mm-hmm. we're going to position you all at that entrance before going down. So you just saw Roscoe easing his way down. Trying to set the scene there. So you're just going to follow him? Okay, and you don't have a torch of any kind? You just have your whip No, out. I lit my one and I shoved it down to the ground. Okay, so it's more in the entrance. Not in the entrance, but... Yeah, 25 feet from where I saw the creature. Okay. It was 25 feet in from there. Okay. Okay. So that way, like, if something tries to scurry back out or whatnot, the idea was that there's still a light where we can make our way back if we need to. Perfect. I like that. Okay. Make a note there. And following Roscoe. So you don't have one currently in your hand. You you have one, don't you? He has one, yes. Mm-hmm. Then if I'm right on his heels, I don't see a need for it. Perfect. Fenrir. I am going to move, try to move forward 35 feet and see if I see anything. You're going to pass Roscoe? Yes. Do you have a light of any kind? No, but I have dark. Okay. I'm relying on my vision at this point. Okay. You kind of shuffle past. It's, I'm Actually, I'm going to say that you can't quite pass him. Okay. Because of the narrowness of, of this area. Because up, up front, up to uh, six feet tall, it was about two feet gap between the wall, rock walls. Down to the bottom, it was about four. Trying to sneak past Lila Garatha and him in a small thing, I'm going to say you won't be able to without hindering their movement. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah, and I wouldn't. I would, I would go as close as I can and see if I could see the creature. Trying to peek around. Yeah. Okay. Boudreau. Okay, so I can't see the creature now at all because there's humans. Nobody can see the creature. And plus, four, three people are now in front go heading into that. So cabin. how far ahead can I see? You can see that, and with Roscoe's light as well, you can see that it may be opening up to a cavern. Udrow. Uh, because he can't see the creature... He is going to use command. Okay. <laughs> Apparently my favorite spell. <laughs> and um, and just yell, stop! Okay, what does he have to beat? Okay, so he's got is... two and a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom 15. Wisdom save 15? Mm-hmm. Okay, because you can't see the creature, mm-hmm. you don't know if it worked or not. Yeah, I respect that. <laughs> Uh, let's move to Herla. She's following right behind you guys. Uh, Boudreaux, before I move on, do you follow your comrades or you stay? I think I'm going to stay. Okay. I just, I feel like Boudreaux has to, sees no point in running forward when everybody else is running forward and he can't even do anything. Okay. Herla, she pushes past Boudreaux and moves on towards everybody else. Henley. I think Henley will stay back with Boudreaux. She'll move up to Boudreaux, but she won't go past him if he doesn't go past. Okay. Kath, he's going to stay behind too. He says 
Oh, you do understand Orc, I do. <laughs> and I think during this travel, he would have realized that you speak Orc, because I would imagine that during the past two days, you would have talked to him. A little bit. Okay. So it's safely safe assumed that he knows you know Orc. You've given him some berries. Talk to him. But, uh... Right. And he says, best not cover their escape if they need it. Come again? I don't want to barricade them in. I'm not going in. Fair enough. They wouldn't be able to pass me. Yeah, there's plenty of things they can do to take out one creature. And I'm sure if they need help, they'll yell. Okay. Heading to Roscoe. You, about 10 feet in, since you entered, it starts to open up a little bit. You do begin to see that there is a path to the left and the path to the, straight ahead of you. Okay. What do you do? Can I um, <coughs> do uh, an investigation to see if I can tell which way maybe said creature You traveled? sure can. You can do survival or investigation, your choice. So we're going to do survival because it's going to be a 21. Okay. Clearly, it went down the left can't left. We're going left. Okay. You start heading left. I'm going to say, guys, it went this way. Okay. You start heading left, and this one opens up. So it's about five feet crevice. The crevice is a lot larger than the one you just came through. And you walk into this more open space, and near the end heading down another kind of crevice is the creature and it is stopped how far is it it's probably about 15 feet ahead of you mm, do I have the distance to travel to get to it now that you're through I would say so okay so I am going to go up and try and poke it with my glaive. Okay. Well, just poke it, right? Yeah, just nothing real aggressive. Just like, <laughs> hey, <laughs> are you friendly? Okay, so you're not attacking it. No, I am attacking it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, make it advantage. At advantage. It's more fun to poke a bear. So. <laughs> okay. 25 to hit. Woo! That is a hit. <laughs> that does not hit. <laughs> that doesn't hit. I'm going home. Everybody run. <laughs> it lured us in to eat us. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to do the 1d10 plus the 4. That is 5 damage. Okay. And then I am going to uh, use my bonus action for my pull arm mastery bonus attack, which is the bludgeoning damage. I can smack it with the back side of it. Mm-hmm. Roll is a 17 to hit. Okay, that's a hit. Did you drop your torch? I would assume so. Okay. Can we assume that I dropped my torch? That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Is it still lit? You dropped it? I don't see anything that would put it out. Okay. So it's not like a bunch of sand or something on the ground that would do it? Um, That is uh, five damage. Okay. So you stab it, 
and then swing around and hit it with the butt of your glaive. Uh, Lila, phone behind, and then you see Roscoe go through that left cavern. As you look down, you just see him kind of take off. Okay. And you hear... Stabity, stabity, stab, swamp. Uh, and I can't see anything? Nope. Okay. You do hear another, um, hurt, roar, whisper, squeal. squeal. I'm, I'm gonna go, so how far? Right, so there's another, like, five feet through this crevice that he went through. Oh, okay, perfect. And then it go, opens up to, uh, they're 15 feet away from you. Okay. But there's probably the space that's in here, probably another creature or two could probably fit in this area. Still gonna light another torch. Okay. And I wanna. I'm gonna use my right. action to look around and see if there's anything else that I can see besides the two there. Yeah, it's obvious that there's nothing else around okay, here. Okay, so I can't see anything else. No. Is that a bonus action or can I just use that like as a. To light your torch would be your bonus action. Perfect. I'm um, gonna say it's a. I think it technically it's an action, but I'm gonna say it's a bonus action. Okay. I'm gonna use. And because of the angle and everything, uh-huh. your attack would be at disadvantage. Okay. Because you might hit R- Roscoe. You might hit me, friend. Okay. Um, because of the space. I'm so that's that's if you were worried about hitting Roscoe. If not. I'm mad at Roscoe, so I'm really right now. So I'm I'm gonna use my whip. Right. If you were trying to avoid Roscoe, disadvantage. But if you're, if I hit Roscoe, I hit Roscoe. Roll normal. If I hit Roscoe, I hit Roscoe. Okay. Get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> if Lila was in charge, she'd care, but it's Garatha. She doesn't care. Okay. I'm going to roll a percentage to see to see how accurate she was. 17. Okay. And 17, I rolled a percentage die, and you had a 60% chance of hitting the creature. And a 40% chance of hitting Roscoe. And I rolled a 45. So you hit the creature. Woohoo! That's a nine. Okay. So, Roscoe, you do your hit. From behind, you see Lila's whip hit. However, you see hers cut deep. Yours did as well. But you see your damage starting to heal. <gasps> Bro. <laughs> it's healing. Boudreaux. Or sorry, Fenrir. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, can I tell it's a were creature? As I get up to it, am I, can I get up close so to it? So you can get up. Um, Lila is, you're pretty much the last person that can fit in this room. It's getting pretty tight in this in this little cavern that you guys are in. The creature and Roscoe are very at the next exit, we'll call it, because you just entered. There's another little cave tunnel that heads off to the right a little bit. They're both there. Lila is about five feet away from them, just hit them with a whip, and so you just entered. It would be very difficult for you to maneuver to attack it in a melee form. Okay, so I'm within 60 feet. Definitely. Okay, You're like so 10 feet away, 15 feet away from this creature. Okay. I want to stay back like 30 or 40 feet. You won't be able to because you'll be out of sight of it. You have to stay right there in order to see it. 
Okay, is there a way that I can stay back enough so I can let the rock gnome get around to attack it? You can step to the side. Okay. Of the little entrance. So I want to step to the side and ready an action. Okay. Called ready a spell, I should say. Okay. It's heat metal. Okay. So spell time. It says choose a manufactured metal object such as a metal weapon or a suit of heavier medium metal armor that you can see within range. You cause the object to glow red hot. Any creature in physical contact with the object takes 2d8 fire damage when you cast the spell. Until the spell ends, you can use a bonus action on each of your subsequent turns to cause this damage again. What are you targeting? I want to ready it, and I want to target the crossbow bolts of... Hurla. Hmm. If that's possible. That's lit. (laughs) (laughs) I will have you... I like this idea. Okay? Because of the speed of things, how they're going to happen. Okay. I'm going to have you roll an Arcana check. Okay. To see if you can be quick enough to do it to that bolt that she's going to shoot. Right. And I, well, I want to, okay, can I rephrase? Okay. I want to wait until, I want to see if she hits. So I'm only going to do this if the metal object hits into the creature. I'm assuming she's going to fire, right? Correct. So I'm assuming she's going to fire, her bolts are going to go in. Uh-huh. If I see the bolts go in to the creature, I want to heat them. So my question on that would be though, would he be able to see the bolts? That's what I was getting. I was trying to think. Uh, Would oh. you see the metal part of the bolt? With dark vision, though, right? But if it's embedded in the creature, oh, you wouldn't see that part anymore. See it. That does make sense. But if you wanted to try it, do, try to heat it up as it was flying, or sears right through Roscoe's face and, and right through, <laughs> I would say I'd have you roll. Yeah, I would have you roll an arcana check to okay. see how quick. Okay. You can do it in time for it to happen. Okay. Uh, I will... I like this idea, though. I will do... This is why I specifically chose this spell. (laughs) (laughs) So I can heat up weapons or items. Or weapons, really. Yeah. My bolt. Um, Okay, I'll try that. Okay. Boudreaux's next. I'll have you roll it when Hurla takes her turn. Okay. Okay? Okay. Boudreaux, is there really anything you're going to do or just kind of hang back? You do hear commotion of a battle. Kind of the roars, whimper of a creature that's been hit. Uh, I think Boudreaux just kind of like looks at Henley and whoever else is there and is just like, uh, <laughs> just kind of shrugs his shoulder like, I don't know what to do. But he does say, if it's a wet creature, you silver. Hurla's turn. And she, as you predicted, she does come in, see the creature and fires but she's going to have kind of a similar um, percentage of hitting the creature in Roscoe lit. <laughs> it's lit it's lit your arcana uh, I got a natural 20 nice so before it's... that crossbow even leaves that bolt leaves the crossbow it is on fire not only that but both of the bolts in her thing are are glowing red. You were able to cast it on both somehow. 
They were like touching. And they go. <laughs> What's your AC, Roscoe? <laughs> oh, no. 16. 16. Okay. Oh, shoot, <laughs> Just blame it on her. She okay. shot the ball. <laughs> You don't even have to say you did it. She can, you can just make her believe that she was the one that, like, somehow. Yeah, but you're holding it. If you just heat it up the tip, the whole thing's not metal. Oh, I didn't. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking the whole thing was going to be metal. Oh, man. I mean, there well, is such a thing as a whole metal bowl. You're um, extending. Yeah, so half of it's metal. And then the solid part in the middle that I hold is wood because it collapses over it. So the extendo, the hollow parts are metal because they're they're heavier. Oh man! And they're more sustainable. And then it collapses <laughs> and it locks. So the wood disappears if I'm using it as like a sword, basically. If but I would have known that, it I extends. That. That's already <laughs> in the rack. That's okay. That's okay. It's fine. It's I'm just gonna oh, die. David's face. Okay. Just wait for this, guys. Um, what's the extra damage? Oh, 2d8? 2d8? <laughs> per bolt. 2d8 fire Per bolt. Okay. Um, goodness okay, gracious. Go, let me go get my new character in. Oh, man. <laughs> I am so... Oh, Roscoe. Do I'm it. I'm so sorry. Just do it. Okay. I'm gonna cry if you die. Eats a scone in disgust. <laughs> That's Roscoe's new That's thing. That's my food. Yeah, well, I'm dead, so get over it. Stress eating because of you, Fenrir. <laughs> At least you don't have I'm to go home with uh, What'd you get? Oh, I didn't roll. Sorry. Uh, the extra damage alone is 70% of my health. Oh, 2d8 there, Roscoe. Roll low. It's 14 damage. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, uh, Hurla. Do, 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 do. Four shots. You take a total of 38 damage. Oh my gosh! <laughs> As these bolts just line the side of your back. You better be going up to like try and heal him at this point. What, what's Roscoe horrible. doing? Heals out is what he does. <laughs> <laughs> You're sure. So, Roscoe's sitting up here staring at this creature. Mm -hmm. And out of nowhere. <laughs> Friendly fire. He's got. <laughs> Two steaming hot bolts shoving into his shoulders. I, I just, I kind of go just, ahead. I kind of just assumed four bolts coming straight at me. It's gonna go thump, 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 thump. All four on my back. The heated ones kind of up here at the shoulders. The other ones a little lower down. Okay. So Ross goes down to nine health <laughs> in one shot. Um, and he, he, I'll be honest, he's probably gonna drop his glaive. And and drop to the ground, and Strike. scream, you know, bloody murder, mm -hmm. and say in very loud words directly at Boudreau, <laughs> be like, that hurt a lot. <laughs> I think um, if can, can I go out of turn? It's very, it's not really a turn. It's thing. very very clear. You have to wait till your turn. That I am screaming in immense pain. And I now have no weapon in my hand standing in front of a were creature. Yeah. And you're not dead. I have nine health. <laughs> that would have I had forty-seven. That would have oh. downed Henley. <laughs> would have killed me too. <laughs> <laughs> Lila, you just saw this. Do I have anything? Anything? And Roscoe drops. I am so mad at Herla at this point, I'm gonna rage. 
Okay. Okay, so um, every time I rage, I have a, another action that happens. It's a wild surge, so this magical energy rolling inside of you sometimes erupts from you. When you enter your rage, roll on the wild magic table to determine the magical effects being produced. Um, I rolled a six and it says, until your rage ends, you are surrounded by a multicolored protective lights. You gain a plus one bonus to AC and while within 10 feet of you, your allies gain the same bonus. There you go. <gasps> so right now, Fenrir. So you were super lucky because uh, it rolled almost to an eight and then moved, which would have <laughs> been a bolt of light shoots through your chest and anything within 30 feet must make a constitution <laughs> Just finish it, yeah. Just finish me off now. That was, that, no, dude, it was a six. You're so lucky. That, would have, that was cool. So, Fenrir, you got a plus one to your AC right now. Roscoe, you got a plus one to your AC as well. And uh, Lila does as well. So, um, I'm just super mad at this point. Obviously, I'm raging, and I am just going to go up and not even think about the fact that these things are probably still super hot, just the fact that I'm ridiculously upset that somebody just shot my buddy okay. and just try and pull the bolts out. Oh, okay. Yep. But I'm assuming they're gonna be hot, which will probably mean the I need to take damage. arrows are hot. The, the, the bolt heads are hot, okay. not the shaft. Well, I don't care if the rage ends at this point. I'm just okay. Which it gives you advantage. Your rage gives you advantage on strength checks, uh -huh. correct? Yeah. Okay. So go ahead and roll a strength check to pull. I'll let you be able to pull two out. So they're kind of like a four-sided dice. You okay. got two kind of in the shoulder blades, and then two lower than those, kind two of directly kind of lower. lower back, so like yeah. one, two, three, four. Or I know what number I numbered them, but okay. yeah, they're in Do you that want me, kind of So box. you want me to roll twice? Yeah. Go ahead. Roll. Sorry. Uh, one. Okay. And three. Okay. So you kind of run up and you grab the lower left one and the higher right one. Okay. Is the two that you grab. And I got a 17 on the strength check. Okay. Yeah, you're able to yank those out. I'm trying to debate if I want to give you more damage because they just got yanked out. You probably should. Okay. I don't want you to, mm -hmm. but... In the reality of things, yeah, I would very much receive damage, especially since they're coming back out. They're going to rip more versus going through. Well, I rolled max damage. Okay. With an eight. <gasps> okay. I rolled Great. two d4s. I'm sorry. One for each bolt. Another loud cry from Roscoe. <gasps> Owie! <laughs> and I think that's just where we're going to end it tonight, guys. <laughs> I want my turn! <laughs> <laughs> you better be healing it next time. What though. a what a way to end the wow. Okay, everybody say goodbye to Roscoe. Bye. Okay, special thanks to DA Nichols for writing our songs and music, and thank you to Realmwalker, Freesound.org, Tabletop Audio, and Monument Studios for additional sounds and music. It's sound effects, and thank you. Big shout out to Brian R and Sophie as well. They've been listeners for a long time, and they bought us dinner tonight with their with their Feed the Cast. Their stickers are in the mail. Thank you so much, guys, for feeding us. Thank you. And with that, I am DM Dave, and to the right, I have... Fenrir. A very dead Roscoe. <laughs>
Woodrow. And Henley. <laughs> and until next time, we unroll the scroll to tell the tale. Bye. TPK, we all drown. <laughs> <laughs> Weather being the ultimate. <laughs> Demon Doris sitting in the clouds laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I have a off. Okay. Can This can be cut question. Is there a way that we could arrange for me to be able to, like, carry said torch on, like, my back so that I can have light and use my weapon at the same time? Yes, but your hair will burn off. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in a ponytail, okay? And, like, the torch is as tall as me. Okay, so what should my new character be? (laughs) You could be this rare creature. (laughs) Just turn into this were creature and my my ex is like Hey, I'm a friend, guys. A were creature paladin who's on a vengeance path for this girl who just shot me with four bullets. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. Don't forget to thank Roscoe for being an integral part of this team. <laughs> and remember to bury him out in a bush. <laughs> in a you bush. Buried in a bush? So Do with my bonus action, I'm gonna cause the bolts to heat up. Not blue potatoes again. thing on top of the <laughs> No, I just want you to put a little water on me. Just a little bit. I mean, I do that for everybody, so... Mm.